Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey! Thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSO. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are. Make it us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack com the way tire buying should be. Uh, so as Brian, Lee, Brian Fenley mentioned in his update, uh, this came out late last it's, it's night. It's good Fenley's back, by the way. I wasn't sure what happened to him at the end of that last one. Yeah, so. well, I mean, he was getting prepared for the top of the hour update. You know, he's putting it together. He's broadcast professional. It's not in his pants. It's not often we have a tennis question on this show, so. Yeah, he was busy. <laughs> Wait, you going loop to loop, Lamar? Yeah, loop to loop. Yeah. Oh man, it's <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, but we do have some good news for those of you wondering and complaining and bitching and moaning because we only get four teams in the college football playoff. Have no fear. The expansion is happening right around the corner. Uh, The Rose Bowl did sign off. Uh, They have acquiesced to the demands by the College Football Playoff Committee and the people involved in the expansion. The Rose Bowl has said, all right, we were looking to make sure that we were going to keep our special 5 p.m. Eastern time, 2 o'clock Pacific window there as tradition. They said in good faith they would try and do the best they could, said the College Football Playoff Committee. But according to Pete Thamel, it is a done deal. And also the Rose Bowl didn't want to lose out on hundreds of millions of dollars involved in it and there was money involved and factored into all of this stuff but nonetheless Brady Quinn we got ourselves a 12 team college football playoff coming up let's well, go the, the, the interesting part now is is what it's going to look like 
Meaning, how are we going to go about constructing the, the 12 teams? How are we going to go about broadcasting it? You know, ESPN's had a stranglehold on the college football playoff, the 14 playoff. Once it goes to 12, how much access are other networks going to have to it? And I, I think if you're – I mean, look, the college football playoff committee is basically comprised and formulated by ESPN. So they still have a stranglehold on things. But if you are the Power 5 conference commissioners – you should push for more networks being involved because it's good for your brand. It's good for, I think, college football in general, very similar to the NFL. I mean, how many different major networks do we have that broadcast the NFL? What, four? I mean, you have ABC, NBC, CBS, yeah. Fox. They're all part of it. Now you have a major, major streaming partner, too, in Amazon. If I, I mean, looking at how many people watched, for example, Thanksgiving Day, 42 million. That's crazy. It's like that's what you should aspire to be. And so collectively as a group, I think you should look at the NFL model and go, we're the second best. I don't want to say sport because obviously it's, it's both football. But you're the second biggest to the, to the NFL. So we need to continue to keep following kind of in their footsteps at, at our level and see if we can't bring in you know, Fox and CBS and NBC to broadcast all of these games. It, it only, that, that, that high tide only raises all boats. And I think that's really where if, if ESPN wants to be short-sighted with it, you know, they could keep kind of you know, having a stranglehold on all of it. But if I was a, a Power 5 college football commissioner, I would push to be able to have more people involved. Very similar to what Kevin Warren did with the Big Ten. Having Fox, CBS, and NBC as all part of it, that viewership's going to be huge. And you're going to have greater reach as broadcast still has, has greater reach compared to streaming or even cable which is largely how ESPN portrays college football games. So I'm glad to see we're, we're getting uh, progress. Uh, it is kind of funny that the Rose Bowl, obviously, in California is like supposed to, you know, California is always so progressive, but apparently not when it comes to expanding the college football playoff. They have to be the last one holding things back. Oh, so. listen, have you seen all late. of the assets that the Rose Bowl have? It's a lot, like, yeah. I mean, it's the most have, valued bowl, right? I mean, they have a mansion, Right, right there in Pasadena in Old Town, like one of the nicest properties. They have, uh, they have like warehouses everywhere where they build their floats and do all the, they do that big, you know, parade every year. By the way, for people that around the country that have never been to Pasadena, it's beautiful. Like, and especially to your point, LeVar, like Old Town, it's a throwback. Like, you feel like you're back in, you know, the, the 60s or the 70s in some I places. I coached there. Yeah. You want to know how powerful those people are that live there? They were building a, a highway, and the people in Pasadena said, you will not take that highway one inch further. <laughs> and they stopped. The building of a highway. <laughs> it's just stopped. It just it looks like it's under construction. But then you start to realize once you get in, uh, you know, acclimated to to the, the place and people start. They, it's a pride story. Like, yeah, they didn't bring that. They didn't they didn't bring that. Uh, <laughs> got that gosh darn uh, highway through our through our neck of the woods. Like it, they stopped it. It is some serious serious money seriously influential people and a lot of those people are connected to the rose bowl anyway i I wanted to ask this question because you get a lot of guys that are opting out of of playing in bowl games 
and the expansion of the bowl game could possibly mean you just have more teams that are going to be playing younger talent in these playoff games. You're not really seeing what determines the best team in the country if these best players are opting out because they don't want to get injured playing all of these games heading into the NFL season. You made that statement not too long ago, uh, Q, when we had this conversation about how it, it, it makes sense to be able to pay the players um, for the bowl games. Yeah. So how does that fit into the NIL? The, are these bowl are these bowls able to with this playoff and the, the amount of money that they'll generate by doing it the way that it's being proposed? Are they able to NIL deal these kids? Like, are they able to pay every kid that plays in these games? How? To me, so, that would be the biggest the biggest thing to figure out because you don't want your product to suffer because players aren't playing. Right. And 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 here here's the first thing I'd say is if it's an expanded playoff, I don't think you're going to be getting guys opting out if they have a shot to play in a playoff for a national championship, right? Hmm. You know, if these are just exhibition bowl games and it's a I mean, cuz we we saw last year New Year's 6. We 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 saw guys Kenny Pickett didn't play in a New Year's 6 game. Think about that for a second. Pitt was playing Michigan State. They were the worst pass defense in college football. He would have lit them up. He sat out of a New Year's Six game, still went first round. So, you know, as far as that, at least one example, these guys sit out and it still doesn't hurt their draft stock. And so now if you're playing for a national championship, I think it changes that a bit. If I'm a team looking at drafting a first-round quarterback and I have a guy who's like, yeah, I'm going to focus on uh, you know, get, getting in re- ready to prepare for the draft, uh, wait wait a second, so you don't want to play for a championship? You just you want to focus? Uh, okay. I mean, there's, there's going to be some people who can understand that and see that, but it's going to be a bad, bad look because then they're going to say, hey, we're on a playoff run. You're going to play a little bit banged up. Oh, uh, well, no, coach, I don't want to go out there because I don't want to put bad tape out there. You know, it could hurt my contractual value. Like, I mean, there's going to be teams that are turned off by that. So I think with an expanded playoff, it actually helps limit the amount of opt-outs because there's more teams involved at least longer into the season. You know, whereas, for example, this weekend, this Friday night, the lead rusher for Utah has already opted out of the rest of the season. Tavion Thomas. Now, he's a running back. They're more subject to injury. And if he gets injured, it could potentially hurt his his draft stock. But they're playing for a Pac-12 championship. (laughs) Like... There's a championship on the line, it's, and that's not even meaningful enough. So I, I think it's going to be hard. And, and to answer the question you asked, the problem with the Bulls paying them is, you know, you got to be careful of the pay for play. NIL is not supposed to be that. And so if they're showing up to perform in an exhibition game, which is what these bowl games really are, um, are you know, how close is that to the definition of what is paying them for playing in it? I mean, they'll, they'll circumvent it by saying it's well, these are marketing opportunities or marketing to highlight the brands, the sponsor, and yes. that's how they'll go about paying them. But I think the price of sponsoring these bowls could go up. The price of hosting these bowls could go up if you're trying to provide them some compensation just for showing up and playing in general, which we could get to a world where it becomes that. But I, I don't I, see I, how I still, you don't. I don't see how I, it doesn't. I, well, because here's 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 where I think it needs to go in order for this to like get to the, get to the spot where we're not having this conversation. The TV networks 
are going to have to take some of that revenue that they're basically providing, all these conferences for the rights, and the, and the conference is going to have to share it with the players. 100%. Like that, 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 it's such an easy model. It's out there. But the problem is, too many of these universities would then be looking at these players as employees, and they don't want to go that route. So that's, no that's the it. biggest issue. But wouldn't you say there's no, at this point where everything is going, if you're going to improve your bottom line and you're going to do all these things that are being discussed, that does sound seemingly like the best solution. And, and being able to keep things running because you don't want to sacrifice or alter what you're you're building and what you're able to create by expanding the playoffs. Right. So it it, it doesn't seem like there would be any other recourse in terms of figuring out what would be the best way, what would be the best approach of keeping these kids, mo- these young guys motivated to to do what they need to do. And if that's yeah. the ref share, then you know. Oh, listen. At some point, you got to get away from the taboo of saying they're an employee. We have always been employees. We know. Right. We, we we all know that must be the biggest running joke. You are an employee. <laughs> like yeah. you're on the clock. You don't get to choose when you go to practice and when you don't. You don't get to choose when you go. Well, some guys do, but they don't <laughs> last long. Right. They don't last long. Like you know, you keep your hours, and and they basically own you. You know, I get up, I got to work out at 5 a.m. in the morning because I have to be prepared to go get, by the way, mandatory breakfast. Right. (laughs) I'm not allowed to miss breakfast. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's get away from, oh, my gosh, you're an employee. It's an employee. No, you know, you're a student. Like, you can be a student. You know how many students are employees? Most of them. (laughs) Yeah. It it is odd that you take a normal student who's always been able to earn money off their NIL, and yet it never applied to student-athletes. Like, that became taboo, or that became a no-no for student-athletes for some reason. Yet, if I was there on an art scholarship, you know, for for music. Yeah, you You can can work. work, You can make money. You can sell albums. Like, you do all that. But you couldn't do it if you're an athlete. It literally doesn't make any sense. And you could both be receiving scholarship and tuition and all that. Um, I think the more interesting thing, too, though, about the Rose Bowl and this news is that the New Year's Six is going to be involved in the expansion because the initial plan that was put forth when to play those, those first quarter-round games as home games. And that's something that I think is appealing to some schools. But there's health, um, you know, health and safety issues that, that, that come up with that, right, as far as the, the fields, the conditions of the fields. Um, there's the desire of, of what kind of football that looks like. You know, some of these places in cold weather spots. Now, you know you have in the NFL, but it's a little different in college football season sometimes. Um, but I personally am glad the New Year's Six is staying a part of it. Because, look, to me, it always felt like a reward. You know, we went, to the Fiesta, we went to the Sugar Bowl. Like, it felt like a reward. And I feel like not – I mean, having a home game would be cool. It would be a great advantage. But it wouldn't be like a reward for getting to that point like these bowl games are. And, and so call me naive, but I think not only will there be NIL opportunities for these kids with having New Year's Six as a part of it, 
but I also think it's just a better overall experience and reward from going to them. By the way, do you see that report that's out there on Ohio State and the Rose Bowl? That Ohio State, that the Rose Bowl is now considering taking Penn State, Penn State over yeah. Ohio State because, and like, there's like a bunch of different reasons that have been thrown out there. But one was, you know, that Ohio State they didn't sell well, that it could be kind of stale because they might meet up with Utah and they, you know, they played Utah previously, and then just like all these, like we're at the point to where I thought going to the Rose Bowl. And you guys lived in different parts of the country growing up, but wasn't the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day, 5 Eastern time, the, the pictures of the San Gabriel Mountains, they would show, like all, like that to me was tradition, and Ohio State's but always been a part of that. Of, but it was based off of who won the Big Ten and who won the Pack. Pack, yeah. That's what, was, that's what it was based it's off of. It's still the Rose Bowl, though. Like, yeah, but if, but if the Big Ten champion is playing in a different game because of the playoff, then it kind and that kind of goes back to the point that that Q was just making about you know the New Year's Six. Those those they they will first get weakened if if this if this playoff decentralizes these bowl games and what they represent of what you're saying with your memories and 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 all of those experiences. If it gets decentralized, then those bowl games will go away. You won't even have bowl games like you won't. Because it, it's only it's only going to matter what the playoff represents. You go you go to to the amount of teams that they go to. You make it to the playoff. Playoffs will be the only thing that matters, and bowl champ uh, the championship game will be really that's that's the pinnacle. So if you if you allow bowl games to lose their relevance, then then there's no there's no reason to have them. If right. guys are opting out, if the importance of the game isn't there, then there's no reason to monetize them. Those dollars will go somewhere else. Yeah. So to your point, if I'm if I'm the Rose Bowl, since we're not using the champion of the Big Ten, and we get to choose, you know, if we're choosing, we are. I mean, why not? <laughs> I mean, why not? Plus, that's a home so, game so for you. Usually, it's a home right down the street. <laughs> Usually it comes down to um, – because th- there are conference affiliations, right? Like, And being a part of the Orange Bowl committee, I, I have a little uh, knowledge as to how this all works. But, you know, they have involvement with the SEC, the ACC, uh, clearly, and then the Notre Dame factors in that as well, along with the Big Ten. So there's those three conferences and Notre Dame. And there's a pecking order. And a lot of it comes down to, like, how they're ranked to end the season – that's at least how the Orange Bowl works. Again, I'm, I'm not privy to like how the Rose Bowl and, and their selection process goes. I, I would find it interesting, though, um, only because Ohio State's a fan base that if they don't make the playoff, and obviously depending on how things happen this weekend, they could still slide into the top four. But that's a fan base that literally – that I, I remember early on through the, the early 2000s when they were playing in the Fiesta Bowls time and time again. They won the national championship out there. Um, they had played another one out there in Glendale. They obviously beat Notre Dame back when I was playing uh, 05 into that 06, uh, January 06, in that Fiesta Bowl. There was such an influx of residents who got second homes in Arizona because of those bowl games. Like, you literally had, like, Ohio State bars popping up. It's a national brand. It, 100%. And, and, I, and I would think that if you're any remote bowl game, that it, it's – I'll be blunt. It's the number one brand in college football as far as the viewership, the attraction of all what comes with it. There's no more valued brand or I would say, you know, I want to call it organization, but a football program than Ohio State right now. 
That, that's, just, that's just the truth to it. That's why 17 million people watch Ohio State, Michigan. That because Michigan brands is, is right up there too. And then Notre Dame's somewhere close. Like all those Midwest brands carry as far as rate, value, et cetera. Penn State's a part of that in the top eight, I think. So when you look at it, I mean, you kind of get to kind of pick and choose which ones like, you want. And maybe they feel like, hey, Ohio State was here last year. It was a great game, but we'd, we want some new blood in here. Uh, maybe that's more of how their process works. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up next, we are going to hear the latest. There's a potential move that could be made for one head coach in the NFL. We'll get into that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, it is Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Albert, 
How the hell are we feeling here on a Thursday morning? How's everything going? Pretty good, pretty good. It was a uh, little bit of a rough weekend, but I'm all right. Oh, no. I, nah, I knew. I, 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 I didn't even have to wait Hold on a second. Oh, no. <laughs> Hold on. This is this That's is disgusting. Terrible, terrible. This oh, is no. a disgusting thing that is being done here to the great Albert Breer, oh. the Michigan fight song oh, after what God. happened. I mean, go ahead, vent if you Listen, will. I had to hear that song. I was sitting right next to the Michigan band. <laughs> yeah, you were. Um, yeah, you team. were. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Brady knows where I was sitting. I was literally right next <laughs> those doors. And hey, thanks I, for stopping was, by and saying hi, Albert. I couldn't get down to you. And, by, and, and the second half was kind of rough, too. It's still, uh, it, was, it wasn't really bad until the fourth quarter. That's when it was, like, shockingly like, wow, this is a butt-kicking. It looked like they quit, didn't it? I mean, I hate to say it, but, I mean, I, I brought myself to rewatch the first half, and um, it feels to me, Brady, like they, they should have been up by 20. They were shocked they weren't up by 20, and they didn't handle the fallout very well in the second half. And, like, to me, like, last year was about physical toughness. I think this year was about mental toughness. Mm. And, you know, I I think that the team didn't do a very good job of riding that out where Michigan probably went into the locker room really, really happy to be down by three. Ohio State probably went into the locker room wondering how it was only three. And, you know, I think one team handled that really well and the other team didn't. And that was that. Um, So I've got a theory on all this. All right. So if you look at the past three years, um, last year, obviously, 2021, Michigan won, Michigan won this year. They didn't play in 2020 because of COVID. And so you really have to go back to 2019 where, you know, Ryan Day and Ohio State has kind of dominated that rivalry. And, and, And I guess I've looked at it this way. So I think when Urban Meyer got there, he made Ohio State more of a national recruiting powerhouse. Whereas when Jim yep. Trestle was there, he wanted to dominate Ohio. He wanted to you know, grab other guys in to supplement it, but he felt like he never wanted someone to come in the state of Ohio and beat him. And I think right. when Urban Meyer got there, they started saying, well, we don't want to get beat for any recruit. Forget Ohio. Right. We don't want to get beat for any recruit anywhere across the country. If we want the guy, we want him to be ours, right? And I think yep. what's happened now is that's gotten away from like this culture and, and the mentality of how important that specific game is and, yep. the, and the physical and mental toughness that I think you need and some of the guys have that are from the state of Ohio and understand the rivalry and understand what, what comes with that. Whereas I think Michigan recruits Michigan. They, do, they dominate that state. Yep. They get who they want. And then the Midwest and some national players. But – I, I think they've got a better grasp on, on what they feel like they need to recruit and have and develop and win right now than Ohio State does, at least looking right. at how this has transpired over the past three years now between those two teams. Brady, do you remember a running back? I think his name was Ryan Brewer for South yeah, Carolina. Yeah, of course. He went to South Carolina. He, dude, he, took, me on a, well, he right. took me on a visit. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. uh, he was, he was, so this kid was Mr. Ohio, right, yeah. in football. Yeah. And John Cooper didn't. John Cooper didn't. Um, didn't. Uh, didn't offer him. A little and running back. Yeah. He. Yep. And he played <laughs> them in like I think it was the Citrus Bowl or something like that. The Outback Bowl. And lit twice. The, the Outback Bowl and lit them up. Yeah. And that was like the last straw for John Cooper. That was when I was in school there, right? Yeah. And the, it was the last straw for John Cooper because it was like, all right, like you've already pissed off the coaches in Ohio because you're recruiting nationally. 
you've turned down all these Ohio kids who are going other places. And Brady, you were probably in high school then, right? Like so, yep. like you remember this, and like it was like that was the last straw for John Cooper. You can't beat Michigan. You've alienated Ohio football people. And then Jim Tressel comes in, and his I, I think his first press conference, he said, "We're building a fence around the state, and yeah. no player who can play here is going to get out of the state." Right. And like that was his whole thing was like he, I'm from here. I've got pride in the way football is played here. We're going to play football the way Ohio football always has been played, and nobody's going to be able to compete with us. And, I, like, I, there was a real identity there. And then, you know, Urban sort of took that and supercharged it by bringing in national recruits. And I think at some point it became, is it about playing at Ohio State or is it about getting to the NFL? Exactly. And I, think it, like, this, I think at the major programs, right, that's a like, – Nick Saban's the best at that, right? Like finding a way to balance that. But I, I think it was some point it got to, it went from, I really want to play football at Ohio State and get to the NFL to, I want to get to the NFL. Right. And I just think there's a lot of that. You saw that with the opt outs last year, you know? And I think that that's the challenge for Ryan now, is well, finding a way to balance let me, that. Let me ask this I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba's missing time for a hamstring still. I mean, what, what's, the, what's the injury right now? The hamstring, right? Oh. I mean, a hamstring all season. season, all season. I mean, and I, yeah, and, and and that's the thing, though. I mean, it's like I, I, I do. You do want. I mean, you see the Michigan kids pushing through injuries, right? That Dude, was Blake Corbs like like barely could walk, and he's he's out there like at least trying to go for a couple of plays. Uh, Donovan Edwards has a cast on his thumb. He's a running back, and he's out there right. running with the football, toting the rock. Like I, I just, it's too. It, that's what's shocked me. Over that the past was glaring. That was Brady. Brady. That that part of it was glaring to me. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I I'm not questioning anybody's toughness, but like you know, like, I, and I do think that part of this is the agents too. Like you know, like yeah. agents can go into these programs now, and I do think, like, there are some kids that are, let's just say, managing themselves through their last year. You know, and let just get me to the. And I understand why. It totally makes sense. But at some point, that's going to show up on the field. I, you guys done with college? Well, yeah, I mean, because <laughs> I'm going into. Thank the you NFL, for the. So. Hey, hey, thank you, thank you for the therapy session. Hey. I appreciate yeah. it. This we can do. If y'all got more college, I'm gonna let y'all go. You know, I'm gonna wait until we transition into the NFL. No, let's go NFL. All right. All right. Let me, let me, let me, let me hit you with this one, Al. Um, is there any in in terms of? Tony Busby comes out with the, you know, the report of the attendance situation that's going to take place for Deshaun's, uh, yeah. you know, his, his, his debut game. Is there any, like, has there been any releases, any type of anything um, from the National Football League, from the Texans, from the Browns in terms yeah. of how they're approaching this? Well, I mean, LeVar, I think the first thing is, like, the NFL's approach, right, which – I think this really um, brings to light why the NFL so aggressively pushed out the fact that they wanted a full year in the summer. I think we got, I think we talked about that, right? Like in May and June, how the NFL wanted everyone to know, like we want a full year. We want an indefinite suspension. We want to take them off the field for the entirety of the 2022 season and why they went through that process of appealing and everything else. This is why, because if it, if, if they hadn't done that, like, what will we be talking about this week? We will be talking about, 
was, did the NFL do the right thing putting him back on the field? Now the NFL doesn't have to deal with that. So they effectively, like, washed their hands of this whole thing. The Browns uh, becomes about Deshaun. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be interesting in that stadium. Have you guys seen, like, pictures of what that stadium looks like over the last month or so? Like, how dead that franchise is? I mean, I, I saw a picture from, like, the second quarter of a game a couple weeks ago. I don't know if I've ever seen an empty or NFL stadium. So, I, like, I think what that means is on Sunday, literally, like, every person who's there is going to be there to, to, to sort of see the circus, you know, and see what this looks like. And I'm sure there are going to be a lot of Houston people that are, that are going to be there to boo Deshaun. And so I, I, I think there's got a potential to be a really – I'd say unique and weird scene, both inside the stadium and outside the stadium. And, um, yeah, look, like, I think part of what Busby's doing, obviously, is for publicity and everything else. But I think it sort of underscores what a strange, strange scene it's going to be in Houston on Sunday, in large part because, you know, the Texans are such a dead franchise right now. And it's literally going to be the only story um, surrounding that game. Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Albert, the Sean Payton rumors have been out there all season long. Uh, There was a report that came out from ESPN that said the Chargers and the Cardinals were two teams that he would be interested in if those jobs did open up. And, of course, they played each other last week and the Chargers won that game. So do, do those feel like real possibilities, or is there another team out there that you see Sean Payton would have some interest in if that job opened up? Well, I think there are a couple of things to go through here. Number one, like, I, 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 Sean hasn't, like, I don't think Sean's generated any of this himself. Like, I think he's sort of taken a step back and kind of let the whole thing play out. Um, there are a couple of things that I do think would need to be in place that are important, right? So, I, the quarterback is one, and, you know, I, obviously I think the Chargers check that box. You know, Arizona's a little different because of, you know, all the strings attached with Kyler. Um, but you could argue that – that, that box is checked there, too. Geography is one. You know, I think he'd like to be on the west, west western part of the country. Um, I know he likes California, so obviously Arizona and the Chargers check that box. The other box that I think would be an interesting one, you know, who's going to check this one, is money. The Dolphins offered him $25 million a year. And I think, like, part of this is going to be changing the paradigm on how NFL coaches are, are, are paid. And, you know, if you look at it, like, like there are only, I, I believe, eight coaches in the NFL who are making more than $10 million. There may be more than that in college, you know. So, like, I think that there is this feeling that, you know, Sean Payton, maybe eventually Sean McVay are going to be the ones that are going to change the paradigm of how NFL coaches are paid. And the reason that's important here is because the Chargers and Cardinals traditionally aren't teams that pay coaches well. And so does the new television money change that? Does the fact that it's Sean Payton change that for these two? I don't know. Um, but I, I would just say, like, the Spanos family and the Bidwell family typically haven't been the sorts of families that would even consider something like paying a coach 20 or $25 million a year, and that might be what it takes to get it done. So I don't think he's 100% coming back next year, but, you know, I think that those would be three important things to consider, quarterback location, and then how much a team's willing to pay to get them. All right, Albert, uh, we don't have much time here, so I'll try to ask this quick. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, the speculation of whether or not he finishes the season and what it looks like in 2023. There's been rumors about Tom Brady and where he'll continue to play if he continues to play. 
if it's Tampa, San Fran, New England was thrown out there, I saw in one report. Just give me an idea yeah. of, of kind of what you're seeing in your mind with, with two of the older quarterbacks, two of the all-time greats, but what the rest of the season looks like and, and maybe even into 2023, what, what's, what's going to happen? Yeah, I think, you know, Tom's sort of gotten himself to, notwithstanding what happened last week in Cleveland, gotten himself to a better place now um, where I think, you know, he's playing better and the team around him is playing a little better. And so, like, I, I think he's going to finish out the season strong. I think he's open to playing next year. And, um, you know, I think that all options would be open then. I Like, I personally think San Francisco could be one. Um, the one I, I, I would really sort of keep an eye on, too, would be the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Raiders had to make a decision on Derek Carr um, the week after the Super Bowl and on, on, on a $40 million guarantee. And obviously Brady has the ties to McDaniels, and I think there would be business opportunities there for Brady. Um, and so I would just sort of keep my eye on that one. I think Derek Carr still has to – sort of win the Raiders job for 2023 because both Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo could be available after the year. Um, and then, you know, I think San Francisco, there's obviously the relationships there, the ties there, the fact that he's from there, all that. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Packers in 23 or he's not playing anywhere. And I still personally think that that's all up in the air. Um, so do I 100% know that he's going to finish his career in Green Bay? no. But I think it's more likely than not that if he plays anywhere next year, it's going to be for the Packers. He is Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Albert, always appreciate it, man. Feel better. We'll do it again next week. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. I I don't have any betting advice for you guys this week. That's all right. Hell to the victor, Al. Hell to the victor. I can't believe that. I got a Penn State guy and a Notre Dame guy rubbing it in. I hate Michigan. But I just I was just waiting to to have you have a loss so that you couldn't come on and gloat about being a Buckeye. So there, uh, no, there's, a, there's, there's a price to be paid with, with success, Al. You know? I know, I know, so I know. Yeah. And, I, and I trust trust me, I've been paying it for five days now. So. I could dig it. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. All right, so coming up next, we are going to have the latest rumor involving a star player in the NFL. It's yours here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me for the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
with wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app as well. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now here from the TireRack.com studios. Uh, we do have a little bit of a back and forth. Former teammates going at it. Going at it in the NFL. We'll have that for you here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, uh, we are brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how it discovered you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. And we talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Do you guys see the latest rumor out there involving Tom Brady? Uh, he's been in the news a lot this year for some personal stuff, uh, mostly. But Jeff Howe of The Athletic says that don't count out a Tom Brady return to New England next year. That there's a possibility. Uh, still a lot of respect between him and Bill Belichick, but that is the uh, that's the latest uh, rumor on Tom Brady's future there. As Albert talked about potential landing spots to look at, apparently the Patriots are still on the board. Can I throw this question out there? If, yeah. if there's validity to this report, is that because if you look around the, the landscape of the NFL, he might be saying maybe I'm not going to be valued as much? Anywhere else as I would be in New England. And they are a much better roster than when he was previously there. They've got better receivers now. 
Uh, the tight ends are in a good spot. They're running the football. Uh, the O-line has improved. The defense, I mean, has one of the better edge rushers than Matt Judon. And that group is – I just think overall they're better than when he left. And maybe if he's saying, I don't want to finish here in Tampa, I'd rather go somewhere else, maybe he goes back to New England and Bill Belichick. I mean, he knows exactly what he's going to get, and they have a lot of success together. I'd love to see it. I think it'd be awesome to see those guys back. You know, do you think uh, part of the requirement to go back is that Belichick would have to appear on like Tom Brady's snap face or one of his social media accounts or whatever they call it? Like he would have to pop up, make some appearances. I mean, come on, that would be part of the negotiation. Behind the scene are probably the bestest of best, best, best buds ever. You you think so? I don't know. I, did, I, th- I think it would be fun. I just don't know that I'm buying it. I mean, is Tom Brady right now a better quarterback than Mac Jones, would you yes. say? Okay. Yes. Is he a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. I, I, I wonder if Brady had his choice, if he could go back and play in San Francisco or if he could go back and return to New England, which he would prefer. I, I think part of him wants to go back to where it all started as a fan, and I think he would love the opportunity to play for the San Francisco well, 49ers. I, I'm certain Josh and everybody else that has left the, the coaching nest and, and the the New England nest would probably return with him. It'd be just like a mass return. Of of just what you know, Romeo Cornell would would return. Bill O'Brien would return. Everybody would return. You would you so you think Josh McDaniels is going to get fired? Out of there. No. You, you think no. he'd prefer to go to New I'm England? Just leave be, and yeah. go back with. I'm gonna go back. You know, it's the value proposition. Just you know? oh jeez. <laughs> he, I think if you're looking at the San Francisco roster, it's it's. This talented as they come, yeah. the issue is like I don't know that he fits in like Kyle Shanahan's scheme of the play ash and the boots and all that. I mean, you'd have to change some of what you want to do. But Man, Bill Belichick going to be like, listen, I sunned you for all these years. We won all these Super Bowls. You the man. You got the juice. You're old as hell now. I'm old as hell. Like, let's go do this one more time. (laughs) I love how you asked that question compared to Mac Jones or Jimmy Garoppolo. He's on pace to throw for 4,700 yards. He's got 14 touchdowns to two interceptions. And he's completing two-thirds of his passes. It just feels like they, they drafted Mac Jones. I mean, are they really just going to walk away from him after yes. two years? All right. No. Okay. They keep them both. Bah! All right. Nah, they want <laughs> He's old as hell of ours. Yeah, older than hell. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.